0: Now, Lizette, um, are we seeing an increase in uh, the number of uh, targeted uh, political uh, protests or is it simply a case of people protesting more violently and therefore us taking greater cognizance of it?
1: Yes, I think um, we are not seeing an increase in the number of protests, but what we are seeing is that the protests that are occurring are becoming increasingly violent. Um, mainly because people feel that that's the only way they can have their voices heard.
0: But why would they think that? I mean, are people not aware of the various avenues, the various uh, remedies that are available to them in the case that they are unhappy?
1: What we do see is that people air their grievances over a long period of time and they use the the avenues and the the conventional means that are open to them People do not wake up overnight and decide that this is the day we're going to be violent. There are many triggers that occur that um, create the circumstances that that sort of create the fertile ground for some violence. And often what we see is that um, communities raise these issues over a period of time, but they feel that government is not responsive to their um to their grievances and are not doing anything about it. And often issues such as um, elections then become a platform where they feel they have stronger voices to negotiate with.
0: So why then not go to the polls in order to effect the necessary change if you are dissatisfied as opposed to a violent protest?
1: This is one of the things we are still trying to understand. I think it is um, very difficult for people to change political parties um, so, uh, you know, in 2007, Susanne Boyson in her research said that voting helps, but protest gets listened to. And I think that is often what we find, is that people don't necessarily um, feel that they have a better options of other political parties. What they do want is that the current party is listening to them and and, uh, addresses their needs and take them more seriously. It's about ownership of their community.
0: Now, in the report that we just played there, um, there was an IEC um, election station set alight. Yesterday we spoke to uh, one of the community leaders in Vuani in Limpopo and they said that there will be no, pro, uh, no uh, voting next week. They will not allow the IEC into the centre. Do you find that um, uh, the IEC is increasingly becoming a target for protesters?
1: Absolutely. In 2014 we saw quite a number of IEC voting stations burned down um, and, and, and um, papers destroyed. Um, so, yes, I think, again, the IEC is becoming the target because it provides a platform for communities to to highlight their, their plight. Um, it gives this um, greater um, media presence. It gives um, them a, a sort of a... Extra resource, almost to protest against.
0: And if we just look at the trends, how does this year's uh, lead up to the election compare to uh, those of past elections?
1: Well, what we are seeing—the first voter registration weekend was marred by a lot of um, protest and violence. Um, we we saw about city areas um, affected, about ninety-one voting stations. The second one was quieter. In places like Khartoum we know there's been interventions by governments, COCTA um, and so forth, going into some of the um, so-called hotspots and trying to mediate. We also see that the IEC is trying to mediate in many areas, even between political parties and amongst different factions within political parties. So... Um, It is not looking good for the IEC, I think, next week in certain hotspots, but they are aware of most of these hotspots, and they are doing their best. Of course, whether it's enough is another question.